Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. Coming at you live from Las Vegas, I am Matt Bungard and with me today is no one. That's right, for the first time ever I am flying solo but we will have some other voices on this show in just a minute. And during the week we will have a host of guests, both familiar faces and some new ones to come along and join me. But for today, through a series of Qantas and hire car related mishaps. I hit the ground running in Sin City and had about 10 minutes between getting here and getting over to the first media opportunity of the day. I was lucky enough to speak with three of the game's brightest stars today at said media opportunity. And we'll start it off with an absolutely giddy Latrell Mitchell who was looking wistfully down the Sunset Strip. It's boring, yeah? Vegas. What a shit part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just... mate, honestly, the light. I can't wait for it. I'll wait for that sun to go down. I'm, you know, it's different You're just looking wistfully off into the yeah, distance. Yeah, I am, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, easily distracted. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, I haven't. So that's definitely something for me to soak in um, for everyone. You know, I was, well, I'll just get to see it, so it's a big city. Um, I'm going to be delighted with how many people are flying mate, over. Yeah, well, I'm very happy. Um, you know, I think Australia should be very proud on, um, and then and NRL should be very proud on, on what we've you know, able to achieve here and, and the passion that these fans show to travel 15, 16 hours to come and watch the game they love. That's what we want to be able to achieve here and have this year. So hopefully we get you know, 40,000 Americans to come or more millions yeah. you know, to be able to tune into this game but also come over. And to his point, our airplane was chock full of NRL fans, not just of the teams that were playing, but I saw Eels jerseys, Penrith jerseys, a few others as well. And the the line of people waiting to get into the, the Fox display at the Resorts World Casino this afternoon was probably about 100 people long as I headed back to my room to start editing this show. So already four days out from the event, it seems as though there's a real vibe about the place. And look, you know, this is Las Vegas. There's no real single event that can take over a place that's so big and has so many things to do. Maybe when Conor McGregor fights, that's about it. But, you know, even when I covered a Rob Whitaker fight here in 2017, there was a sense of, like, a large chunk of people not knowing what was on. So you are going to get that throughout the week. But on the walk back to the hotel again, I saw plenty more NRL gear as well. And it seems as though a lot of people have flown over. Both James Tedesco and Damien Cook said it was starting to sink in. Just what a monumental deal this was. Yeah, I mean, you probably don't think about it too much, really, um, when, you're, when you're coming here. You yep. just think it's sort of another game of football. It's obviously in America, which is different, but I guess, um, you know, training, we trained at UCLA, a lot of the college guys were there, um, yeah, coming in, seeing on the billboards, it's all sort of um, setting in a bit, and we know, I mean, if you ever play in the Legion Stadium where the Super Bowl was, where so many great great players have played, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I mean once, once that whistle goes, it's just another, yeah, yeah, another game of, of footy, but it's cool to... Um, 
yeah, it'll be cool after the game once it sets in and hopefully we'll celebrate a win. I definitely enjoy, um, I think I enjoy all sports, but you know, obviously we've got a big focus on you know, the NFL and, and the basketball back home, so I definitely follow it along. Um, and you, you've just got a lot of respect for other athletes at the top of their game, so, but I think you know, having the Super Bowl here a couple of weeks ago and then being able to play on the same field as that is a pretty surreal moment and um, you know, pretty cool thing that we've been able to do. When did it start? Was it, was it the drive-in, seeing, seeing those billboards? Was that when it first started to sink in? Um, yeah, so we flew in. Everyone's getting a bit excited then, but probably on the bus. Yeah, yeah. I think boys are you know, going, driving past all the, the stadium, the casinos, all that. Caesars Palace, a million um, movie quotes are coming out. Um, so that, it was all good, all good fun. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. So who in the squad is most likely to disappear like Doug from The Hangover? And who in the squad is most likely to get involved in a series of comedic mishaps trying to find them? Uh, you gotta, who would go missing? Maybe, uh, I wouldn't say Jai. You know, I'd say young Jai, Jai Gray, but he's not even 21, so he's, he's, he'll be right. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know if Jai, Jai would go missing. He knows his way around here. <laughs> so, but we'll say him, and then I think it'd be a funny, funny to watch. Um, you know, Big Tommy trying to find him. I think that I'd love good. that. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. Hangover Four. Let's yeah, book it. Maybe, yeah, Chuck Cody and Charlie. There, that'd be that'd be a good movie. Well, hopefully, they get some royalties for Hangover Four, starring Jai Arrow, Tom Burgess, Cody Walker, and Latrell Mitchell. Uh, James Sedeska was also asked what he thought a pass mark from the NRL's point of view would be for this Vegas project. Yeah, I think I think if it, we can impact a small percentage of America, I mean, America's so big, the market here is, is unbelievable, there's so many sports. I think if we get um, a solid crowd, I'm not sure what the crowd looks like at the moment, but if we get a good atmosphere, good crowd of Americans, we get you know, um, a small percentage tuning into the game and being excited by the game, Maybe some, some traction from, from athletes who are at the game or who are watching. I mean, that, that would be a success. And I think if they do tune in, they'll they'll enjoy the uh, enjoy the game. And you know, it's pretty hard to explain to Americans. You know, rugby, rugby league. I don't know if they have a difference or which what games or what, but. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. So there's kind of two schools of thought on that. A lot of people have kind of got to the point where we're like, we just stop correcting them and just kind of embrace the word rugby. How do yeah. you feel about that in terms of avoiding confusion? I'm just not sure if they know the difference. That's, that's probably the big thing. They say, yeah, rugby, rug, and you say rugby league, and they, they say, oh, yeah, rugby. So I'm actually not sure if they know the difference of the sport. I'm, I, hope, I hope in this game, um, when they watch it, they, they can sort of see the difference and... and can enjoy the rugby league game, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they even know, because obviously rugby is more um, global. Global, yeah. It's played in a lot more countries. So. And when asked a similar question, Latrell said that all he was hoping was to put on a show. Uh, yeah, mate. Look, honestly, I just think for us um, as players, as, as teams, for you know, separate yeah, entities, I think for us now it's just about. Um, you know, entertaining. Mm. Our, our job is now is to grow it um, and put it the us product in front of the you know the people that mm. um, you know, want to buy it. So hopefully we can expand it. I know the NRL taking a gamble, which is you know a big step in the right direction. I think so. It's not much of a gamble, but I just think if you, know, you can bring something here and um, at world class level, uh, Super Bowl was obviously mm. played down the road not long ago. So for us as players, we're we're buzzing because we get to do what we love on the world stage now and. Uh, and Trom has been global for a very long time, but now, <laughs> now he's here. Global, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the recurring talking points leading into this game has been the width of the field is going to be a little bit narrower than a regular NRL ground. And all three boys were asked about that as well. No, I think it's something we're definitely going to not figure out. We've spoken about it. Uh, we're definitely going to see how the game goes and mm. how it feels as well. But we've definitely got ways we want to play. Um, but, you know, AJ, you know, speaking to AJ mm. and the other outside backs too, they find that they, there is a lot less room out there mm-hmm. just in that couple of metres. So, um, you know, it's all about 
this first couple of games anyway is just you know make sure you defend them well, mm. you're completing really high in, in these first rounds, and um, you know field position, giving yourselves. We've got a great attacking power out there, so we're just got to give those boys enough shots, and, and you know we're confident we'll get the job done. Does it impact the way you think about your options in the dummy half, knowing there's less space? Or? Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be tighter in the middle. I think it's going to be a big bash up through the middle. I think uh, a lot of work's going to be done from both packs against each other, uh, and. Probably everything's going to tighten up just a little yeah. bit in there, but it has over the last couple of years anyway since the one ref come in. Yeah. So um, you know, I feel like it's, there's not heaps of space there anyway. So, um, but you know, if they, if that's how it happens, that's the whole job. You know, try and bring them in. You know, find some space out wide or stretch them out and go through the middle. So um, that's pretty much how you attack. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how the game goes, but uh, we're confident in um, our game plan and the options we have off the back of that. So. Yeah, I definitely think there probably won't be as much space. Um, but you just got to adapt. We've been training on it. You can still you can still make it work. I'm sure there'll be plenty of excitement and um, chances you can create. But I think probably just the kicking game is one you got to be on as a fullback. It's, it's the shorter field. I feel like you, the team rolls down. Yeah. The field a bit easier. Um, you know, the 40 20 is going to have to be on. So just I think awareness on kicking game is probably a big one for us at the back. But um, man, it's, it's hard to do because it's, it's our first game of the year. Yeah. So everyone expects all these fireworks. But you know, it's, it's going to be. It's not going to be perfect, mm. but um, the pre-season we've had, it's been awesome. Everyone's fit, healthy, guys have missed out who have had a great pre-season, so it's a good good sign for us um, to start the year. It's a weirdly tricky one in some ways, right? Because everyone talks about this being such a big selling point for the game, and hopefully it is, right? But then, yeah. like, like you find out, we're coming off the back of a pre-season, yeah. and also, like, up-tempo football is yeah, like, yeah. a good selling point, but a smaller field yeah. probably doesn't lend itself yeah. to that. I know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's hard to... Um, to know what, what sort of what's going to happen or what to expect, but I'm sure, as I said, we've got a lot of quality players, a lot of quality teams here that are going to going to provide some quality football. But um, I mean, even the trials, you sort of watch that there's a lot of errors, and I mean, hopefully it's, it, it might get pretty dewy. I'm not sure what the field will be like. So there's a couple of factors, but I think um, you know you want to start well. So I, I just said to AJ and I, I said to you know young Gag, just stay in your wings, you you'll be all right. So you know they're, yeah, the, only, they're the only followers complaining at the moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> you, like for you, like, is there less space do you think or do you think it'll be alright? Oh, you know, you know, I said this the other day, when I was young, 18, I used to run around people, now I'm 26, 27, I run over them. So. Yeah. Make your own space. you got to make your own space. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's tighter game, tighter field, so, you know, just be, just feeling each other, you know, each game and um, I think you know, the entertainment's going to be there, but it's just about feeling our way through round one <laughs> and getting the bug, you know, the, the cobwebs off. So. Hey, it's- I think I speak for everyone. I say I would love to watch Latrell run over everyone he sees in 2024, starting this weekend. You might have heard the voice of friend of the show, Scott Bailey, in a couple of these clips. He was next to me for these chats, and he had a great question to all three men about life after the NRL and whether it could involve America in the future. Okay, let's go one more for you this way. Um, this one overnight, whether Scott Penn was suggesting that Daly Cherry could you know, potentially come up here in front of the franchise in New York as a player. If they were to get us, you know, a professional league off the ground, do you think that would actually be enticing for guys at the end of their career in the NRL to come here and, and play in the yes. USA? I think so. What, 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 what city would you most like to oh, play? Who you knows? I have to discuss that with my San Diego, <laughs> San, San Diego Sharks captain. What's the uh, Sharks? <laughs> not the Sharks. Um, who knows? What Vegas rabbits, Vegas rabbits. Vegas. You know, would it be appealing to you? Like, is it? Is, I think it would yeah. be. I think you know a lot of the guys at the end of their career. Um, you know, sometimes they try and pick up a couple of years in the Super yeah. League as well. Um, is the states a little bit more appealing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, mate, I think it'd be. I think it'd be great. I, I honestly think it's going to head that way. 
feeling people, the, the way people talk, just being in Ubers and stuff like that, they they um, they know what's happening. They know what rugby is. They don't. A lot of them don't realise we're playing yeah, this weekend, yeah. but they know what it's about. So I think this is going to be great for it over here. Even when we in LA, there was a there's a professional rugby union team. I didn't even know they played rugby union yeah, in, yeah. in um, America, but I'm sure if they're playing rugby union, they want to play rugby league. Mm. So I mean, I'm, to be able to live in America and play rugby league, I mean England's obviously. Um, cool as well, but yeah. when you, nice weather here. And it's not, yeah. Yeah. When you finish up with the NRL, which uh, which expansion city would you like to be the yeah, captain of? <laughs> in Miami or something. Yeah, there we go. I've never been, I've never been there. I've, uh, I've only been to LA, Vegas, and New York, so they're probably the three three big ones. In all seriousness, like you reckon the family would be up for that? You'd be up for that? Why? I think so. Just tell the story. I'm going to be coming to America. Miami Maulers fullback. This is Esco. After you finish your contract yeah. or your NRL commitment. Nah. Like, in all seriousness. Like, no, it would be cool. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. It would be a, a very cool experience. be interesting. I, I guess that's what the hope is in bringing the game in. Mm. It might spark some interest um, from around America. And yeah, who knows? Could be could be the start of some teams in the future. But if it's warmer all year round instead of going to England then yeah. I think a lot of players will be able to what, what, city, what, what, what city would you most like to, to oh, be part of an expansion franchise mate I'd probably I went to Philly but that's, that's really hardcore there I loved it but um, well if you had a team here mate oh, I, you'd probably, I don't know I'm more of a so Nashville if there's a team there no, I'd go there or yeah. the Texas mm, mm. you know would you consider know. it seriously like at the end of your career if it was something if they honestly you know I'm optimistic so I'm, I'm very excited to see you know if that's in conversation then it only takes conversation to happen yeah. so, you know what I mean the Nashville nightmare the Trail Mitchells yeah well, there you go mate that, it writes itself mate yeah doesn't it well, I was pretty proud of myself for coming up with San Diego Sharks, Miami Maulers, and Nashville Nightmares on the spot. But beyond that, I think it's definitely an idea that has merit. I think it's definitely a market that could sustain a rugby league competition at some level down the stretch. And whether or not that's you, that's as a result of a springboard from this weekend or whether it's sort of more meticulous planning down the line, I'm not sure. But, I mean, it's an extremely exciting idea. And I know that it's not just these guys that feel this way. I think if you asked pretty much any NRL player if they'd prefer to see out the swan song of their career in the north of England or in insert American city here, I would imagine that most of them would opt for the latter. Uh, it would be a really cool thing to see. I don't know if they'd have the checks and balances in place like that by the time Daly Cherry Evans hangs his boots up because you'd imagine that wouldn't be too many years from now. Although, you know, there, there's the idea that Daly Cherry Evans will outlive us all. A terrifying prospect, some might say. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see why it can't happen at some point down the line. I think it would be an amazing achievement for the sport to really establish itself here. And I guess it does have to start this weekend if it's going to start somewhere. Uh, and it would have been remiss of me to not ask those two South Stars about what the hell happened last year and how they're going to fix it in 2024. First time um, look, when I look back at it and um, you know, had a good review of last year and we've We've moved on now and looking forward to the future with a couple of new players uh, coming in to boost that and you know, the likes of Kepi and Jack White have done that. But um, you know, looking back, it's, it was a point where you know, the harder we tried, the, just the, yeah. the worse it got. So the effort was all there, it just wasn't in the right place, it just wasn't happening for us. So mate, we've been up for a long time without any result, which is also hard, not just physically but mentally as well. So we had a great freshen up, a great off-season uh, and everyone's trained really well. And, and like I said, those boys coming in the squad just... You know, someone like Jack, especially. Yeah. Um, you know, someone like Dalian player coming to your side. Mm. He's just a great footballer. 
playing whatever position you want to, it, it excites you and gives you a lot more confidence. Well, we haven't seen him yet, of course, but we did see Big Sean Kepi in that charity show. He was fantastic. Yeah. What did you make of him so like, far? For me personally, as, as a hooker as well, like having him, he's going to be great for us. He's just someone who just wants to take those tough carries, and, he, and he's very strong in defence as well. So, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing alongside him. It seems like the forward pack especially really has a lot of competition for spots this year. You've got to be stoked with that as, as the number nine. 100%. There's, um, mate, you look at the guys. Our training standards uh, for both you know, packs when we burst in each other, it's been, it's been a solid stand in the middle of the field. And so JD's had a tough job picking this round one side, but also a great sign of how, how good our depth is there. Mate, yeah, we, I even, didn't even think about it until you actually said something. So, you know, honestly, <laughs> I just think it's past as a pass now, and it's a new year, it's 2024 now, so I get to focus on that in round one on Saturday. So. That's all I'm worried about. And I guess, do you sort of take what you guys did at the first half of last year, what you've done previously? Mate, yeah, it, well, look, the fire's always there, the fire's always burning, so I think for us it's just about finding our feet, and, um, and that's what we did last year, and I think it's just about holding that through the year. So. That's right, Latrell. Forwards, not backwards. Upwards, not downwards. And always twirling. I feel good about this weekend, not just from a South point of view, but from a rugby league point of view. I've only been here for a couple of hours, but sitting on a flight that was full of rugby league fans, seeing a bunch of rugby league fans walking around the streets and seeing a further bunch of rugby league fans lined up in a queue to get into a thing an hour before it started, I think definitely bodes well for the weekend. If you are a listener, hit me up, come get a beer. I know I've got a pretty full calendar in that regard with a bunch of people already reaching out, but the more the merrier. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to the next few dates. I think it's going to be great. Apologies that this show is a little bit short. As I said, wanted to get here earlier in the day and do a bit more stuff, but that just wasn't in the cards, sadly. Um, but yeah, something a little bit different today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you're as excited as I am to see Latrell Mitchell playing for Nashville in eight or nine years' time. And I really hope that you know this game and this weekend. Uh, you know, are a success, not just from a personal point of view, because I want to come back here every year, but also just because it does feel like there is a lot of hope in the air. There is a lot of people that are primed for a big weekend. And once we get in there and see the boys chucking the footy around, I think everything's going to be fine. Because there's not many problems on earth that can't be solved by a steed and flying through the air. So yeah, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have some guests on then. We'll have some guests on through the week. We'll have plenty of other stuff for you as well. But before we get out of here, I do have to give a thank you to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. If you'd like to thank support us, go to patreon.com forward slash rookies. You get access to our Discord server, a third show every single week, merch discounts, enter into the Coltrane Cup. You might have seen the explainer video that I posted on all the socials the other day. Uh, if you have seen that, share it with your friends, get them to join. The more, the merrier. But until then, thank you to Alex Ejikomi, Chris Avnell, Dave, Michael. No thanks to the crime syndicate that skimmed my card, but thanks to Boom Rookies HQ for not kicking me out of the Discord, Murray. Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Weak Gutted Wayno, Adam Small, Ashley and Martin, Broncos legend Adam Reynolds, Bruce LePon, Butsy, Chivex and Nuffleguppers, Dan Cullinane, David, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton, future Clive Churchill medalist, Keon Kalamatangi. I can't yell because my Zoom microphone cuts out. I up my subscription just to hear you read this out while I was on your show. I was saying boo I'm Matt Bungard and Rhea Ripley, suplexing Nia Jax was my sexual awakening. Jason, Joe, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, kicks ass out of the comp. Lachlan Hancock, Luke Charles Speedmore, Mads, Taylor's version, Matthew Duggan, Matt, the Quokkas were asking for it, Bungard. Jesus Christ. Morgan Watkins, my name is Nick Campton and rugby union is my favorite type of rugby. My ding ding dong is hard and I'm sad. Never trendy. Nick Kodrick lives on my street. I'm subliminally coaching him to run it straight. Oh, what about that? Send him off. Send the dirty kid off. 
Get him off the field. That were diabolical. Paul Max 78. Please fucking change that one, mate. I fucking hate it. Reese Brown, Roxanne Clark. See you in Vegas. See you in Vegas. Get in touch. Shunter. Sometimes even the great Rodrigo Eduardo forgets to change his name. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Trump sneakers are now the official shoe of the pod. T2T. Give me the fucking ball. The black vegetable. Thor. Tom Hardy was. We are now having chats to everyone loyalties and everyone decisions. All this explicit five years Joe endorsed at the Matt Bungard on Twitter.com and Westlife Podcast West Tigers are back, baby. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Felt weird reading those out with uh, no giggling from Nick in the background, but I did get a weird look from my wife when I did the Rhea Ripley one. So thank you for that. You know who you are. Shame on you, you dirty, dirty boy. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Say goodbye, Matthew. Goodbye, Matthew. And it's goodbye from me.